Welcome, everybody, to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torrent. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. We're in the new year, the first episode of 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you had Happy a year. Hope you had a great New Year, a great Christmas, because uh, we skipped a week. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, we got a great show for everyone today. We're going to be talking about uh, the best of the best of 2021. We're going to look back on what was a fine year. <laughs> it, was, it was fine, at least as, as, in terms of movies and TV shows, right? Other than that, it was it's definitely a questionable year. But um, yeah, we got So we're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, we're probably not going to talk about stuff that we've already talked about in previous episodes. So stuff like Shang-Chi, Venom 2, Eternals, No Way Home, stuff like that. Uh, We might mention it, you know, just to mention it, but we're not going to go in depth because we've already talked about that. And if you want to go see, if you want to go listen to our thoughts on that, then we have those episodes out already. Go back and listen to those. But yeah, before we get into the news of the week, I do want to preface it by saying uh, there will be time codes, so look in the description or the show notes. You'll find those there, so you can skip around to whatever you wanna you wanna hear. So uh, yeah, without uh, further ado, let's get into the news of the week. We're gonna start off start off with some DC news. Michael Shannon is set to return as General Zod in the Flash movie. So is Fiora. So is Fiora. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously he's dead, so it's an alternate reality. Something. Do you think? I wonder if they're gonna do like a what if Zod won thing. I wonder. Hell, hell no. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a prequel. Trust me. Oh, like before. I know. I, I know. I know what they're gonna do. What? Um. So basically, what what's gonna happen is that because you, you know I wrote the script. You know, I'm just of course. <laughs> No, um, I I just think it's gonna be like I think I genuinely think that it's gonna be like like a prequel in a way, or that what they're gonna do is yeah, like not to say what if Zod won, but like probably sometime I think is gonna bring Zod back because Zod like exists good? in the comics for good. Yeah, I mean because Zod exists in the comics, so he never died in the comics, so they could do something with Zod. But if you're gonna bring Zod back, you might as well bring Henry Cavill back. Nah, nah. We wow. Him. Wow. You're gonna. You want to know? Nah, nah, nah. You want to know who we need? Henry Cavill. No, we need Brandon Routh, bro. We no, man, him. give that man his own. He doesn't need to be in the Snyder-verse. No, no, put him in his own no, thing. Restore the Snyder-verse. Keep, keep, him, keep him in the Christopher Reeve universe and just do no, what... No. Yes. Keep him... That's, no, that's, that's already his... Ca- who do you think no. that is? <laughs> Kingdom Come, Which bro. is still the Don't Christopher Reeve universe. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> No, <laughs> we're three minutes into this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's going to happen no. is they're going to bring Zod back, I, whether it's back in time or bring it back to the alternate. Doesn't matter. And then Michael Keaton's Batman is going to decimate him because he's the best Facts. Batman. Anyway, speaking of Michael Keaton and being the best Batman, he is officially set to return as Bruce Wayne in Batgirl, which yes. is. Which just leads credence to the rumor from a while ago now, like before he even signed on to The Flash, I think, uh, that he is going to be sort of the Nick Fury of this DC universe and sort of like sort of pop up everywhere and sort of bring everything together. It also means 
Ben Affleck's definitely done. <laughs> he's, he's done. <laughs> Which I know people are sad about for some reason. Uh, but <laughs> that's 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 the world we live in, all right? So, I mean, he doesn't want to do it. It wouldn't be cool to just force the man, you know? But, yeah. Other than that, uh, we got some miscellaneous news, some really unfortunate news. John Wick Chapter 4 has been delayed pretty much an entire year from May 27th, 2022 to March 24th, 2023. Pain. Absolute it's pain. pain. It's pain, but guess what? What? It is, not, it is actually a good thing because what they're going to do, they could, you know, do some reshoots, maybe some add some scenes in there, and it gives them more time to perfect the movie because John Wick is perfection. Well, I think they're already... No, no, do, they're, they're not. They're well, not the original idea was they're going to do four and five back to back, but uh, oh shit, really? Yeah, because pandemic and stuff that couldn't happen. John Wick Four was supposed to come out the same day as The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that that's the and thing now too. it's coming out in twenty twenty three. Is what it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, honestly, like I don't know how that would do. I mean, like it's stacked because you know we get double the Keanu Reeves, but like oh, you know how films are one's probably going to dominate the other too much shit to report about but you know it, it is what it is Definitely. i'm fine I, i'm fine with it it's i mean because yeah. 2020 2023 is going to come by like faster than we know it so that's true i'm just worried about my man's keanu getting older <laughs> nah he ain't gonna get older bro we, we got we got a time machine for that bro we just lost betty white oh <laughs> and we man. and we all thought she was immortal Someone tweeted about that shit, and it just jinxed it. I know that person is getting hate. Bro, like, I genuinely... Well, not literally. It's obviously not possible. But I was like, she's... I mean, she's gonna live past 100. And then... Like, what, it was like 17 days before her birthday? Yeah, like 17, 18 days And then I think I think I read someone on Twitter said, technically, she's lived through, like, more than 17 leap years. So, technically speaking, she's (laughs) she's 100 years old. And I'm like, yeah, and everyone's know. like, you know what? You're right. She's 100. Let's just make it official. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. that sucks. Rest in peace. I know. Rest in peace to her. An, an icon. An icon for real. Sexiest woman in Hollywood. Uh, for sure. Also, the fun. <laughs> it's crazy how, how old she was, but she was like still quick witted. Like, it yeah. Like, crazy. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite videos of her have you seen that video where <laughs> with her and ryan reynolds and mm-hmm. she's like she's like she's like being a dick to him and he be, he's a dick to her back and she's like pretending that he's like berating her and they're like oh my god why would you say that to Betty white and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> oh it's so good and obviously her on community was a delight oh yeah she's great sure. on community man it was amazing but uh yeah other than that we got some uh, not really Star Wars news, but the book of Boba Fett, the first episode came out and what'd you think about it? Solid intro. Yeah. Nothing like nothing too, uh, like whatever. I saw this TikTok video, right? This was like way before the book of Boba Fett came out. And it was like this guy, he was like, on a, like almost like podium type thing. I don't know if it was like a show or like a interview or what. He basically described like the first like five minutes of, like the book of Boba Fett, how like you know Boba Fett comes out of like the sand with his like with his hand out. Oh, are you talking about like, Pat Patton Oswalt? 
Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was in, that was from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I never seen. I never seen it, so I wouldn't know. Well, you should watch it. But he goes on this like they actually cut it down quite a bit for the actual show. But they released. You, you should you should watch the whole. It's it's pretty good. He he. They released like his entire the whole thing is completely improv. And he's just just going and going about like he's connecting like the Star Wars and the Marvel universe and and like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. But yeah, he's like he pretty much describes exactly what the, the opening of Book of Boba Fett. Was. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking insane. Part of me feels like it was intentional. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, great show, great clip. But yeah, the Book of Boba Fett was. Uh, yeah, it was a solid. It, it was definitely a first episode, and I see people calling it filler, which doesn't make any sense. It's the first wow. episode; it's introductory, and people are calling it filler. It's, I mean, there, there was times where I was like, I thought it dragged a bit. It wasn't. I didn't think it was okay. I thought it was okay, but I, it it still left me excited to see what was coming up. You know, uh, I mm. like this. I was not necessarily a fan of Boba Fett not because I didn't think he was like cool or anything I just didn't I didn't I didn't understand the whole you know hype around him like he was this silent dude that was in the background of the original trilogy got destroyed by a blind Han Solo like <laughs> you know and then Jango Fett was cool but then he was like in the kid in the prequels and I was like this means nothing to me <laughs> but when he showed up in The Mandalorian, dude was freaking sick. <laughs> this guy's no. great. And I really like how in uh, the book of Boba Fett, he's like really respectful. He like, he says it in the, in the show, like how he, t- he, he, uh, he intends to rule with respect instead of fear like Jabba did. And I was like, I like that a lot. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see where, where the show goes. Yeah. Cause like, there was like something like because how people wanted Boba Fett to be like or something like that. Like I saw this like video on TikTok how like Boba Fett like was just like this like evil person, right? It was like oh yeah he like enjoys slavery and some shit like that. I was like nah, bro, I don't like that. This is Boba Fett's like yeah, like you said, like he yeah he's a man of respect. Like he and people were like saying like oh well you should be carried. And he's like, nah, I want to walk on my own two feet. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I th- yeah, that part was sick. He was like, nah, I'm not a fucking... I'm not, <laughs> I don't let people do shit for me. I'm, a, I'm, my, I'm my own man. I was like, talk your shit, Boba Fett. Yeah. All right. I thought, like, the seeing the Sarlacc, him getting out of the Sarlacc was cool. I don't know if I necessarily needed the whole him stranded and being taken by sand people and stuff like that. But... The, 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 the Tusken Raiders? Yeah. Tuscan Raiders are so funny, bro. I don't know why. They're just funny to me. I hate the sounds they make. I hate the sounds they make. I hate it. Well, I mean, like sometimes, it, sometimes it could be funny, but other times, like when they're like screaming, I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> <Brain> my ears. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a solid it's a solid first episode. Um, I'm gonna watch that along with uh, other shows that are coming out because I want to get more into Star Wars. Yeah, bro, watch again. The Mandalorian, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna see Mandalorian season two. I got spoiled on it, so it doesn't even matter. I mean, I, mean, yeah, like, I kind of know what happens everywhere. 
Yeah, they were everywhere when it when the, first, the last episode released. Like once the season ended, everyone was just like, <laughs> "Spoilers!" I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, so whatever." You I'm, see the first season? Yeah, I saw the first season. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, did you? Uh, wait, yeah. So you haven't seen the second? Yeah, no. Nah, you should. Nah, ju- you should just I like spoiled, watch. I got spoiled. Just watch that along with the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna do. Probably gonna watch it tonight after I watch Peak Fiction mm. for the third time in my life. God, I, I I started rewatching it. Anytime I try to rewatch it, I just I kind of fall off. And I don't think it's not because I don't like this. I like every time I see it, I'm like, oh, this show's so good. But I think it's just like I don't know. I have a hard time keeping up with dramas. <laughs> yeah, if I've already you. watched them, that is like, uh, well, well, no, that's not even the because I tried watching Breaking Bad and I and I. I was really liking what I was seeing. I just fell off because, like, anytime I'm like, should I watch Breaking Bad? I'm like, I don't really want to watch anything <laughs> that's like sad right now or something, you know? Wait, where are you so, at on Breaking Bad, though? Like the fourth episode, <laughs> dude. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this like right now. Like, keep watching it. Like, I'm telling you, the the a a it may seem slow like, in those first few episodes. No, it's, that's not my issue with it. It's just that it's a drama, <laughs> and it's not. Well, they, I mean, I'm just saying, bro. It's gonna pick up. Fucking love Breaking Bad, bro. That's literally like the best show on TV ever. But bold statement. It is because I because I do I want to watch that because I also want to watch Better Call Saul because I've heard good things about that too. Oh, Better Call Saul, bro, dude. I don't. I I, I want to get yeah. to it. I just don't. I gotta. I gotta yeah. have like a day where I'm like feeling it. Yeah. But anytime, anytime I try to watch, I'm like, I'm gonna put on Brooklyn Nine Nine instead. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, let me put on my comfort show right exactly. Quick. <laughs> I I need to get you know since I have money in my bank account now, I'm gonna actually go watch it. I'm gonna go get Hulu Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, bro, you have to finish that in two days. A whole seven seasons, and then you can watch "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." <laughs> I'm telling you, okay. I think you'd like "It's Always Sunny" more than Brooklyn Nine Nine, just because I don't know. You like super bad, and it's not like technically super bad humor. It's just a lot more uh, vulgar. Of that tone, yeah, yeah, well, that vulgar, yeah. Okay, but uh, yes, I charged easily. <laughs> True, uh, that's what this is, though. It's what this is, what podcast is all about, and going on. Yeah, well, how do we how do we get to that? Oh, Where's Boba Fett. Boba, 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 Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's move on to some Marvel news. I'm not sure where this originated, but Daniel RPK on Twitter said he hears that Andrew Garfield might come back as Spider Man. Where that would be, whether it's, you know, the whole hashtag make TASM3 crowd, which is getting scarily close to make restore a Snyderverse. Yeah, restore the Snyderverse or, or release the Snyder Cut. And I'm like, let's slow our roll here, guys. <laughs> but whether it's that or maybe a Secret Wars, which there's been sort of these small rumors flying, roaming around that they want Toby and Andrew back for Secret Wars. I don't know. But. If Andrew comes back in anything, really, I'll be very happy because he's great. Yep, really. I saw someone. I saw someone say like there was like a bunch of screenshots of Andrew Garfield in like different movies. It was like Spider Man, The Social Network, Tick Tick Boom, and stuff like that, Broadway or whatever. And they were like, "What? What can't this man do?" And someone replied, "Save Gwen." 
Dude, he he's never gonna he's never gonna live that down, man. <laughs> uh, it's one of the best ongoing internet jokes. <laughs> I swear, this <laughs> man can't say, and it's even better because, man, that scene's funny. Anyway, uh, oh my. <laughs> I I I should have updated these numbers because I think this is a little about outdated now. But Spider Man No Way Home earned at. Uh, I think 260 plus million dollars in the film's domestic box office opening weekend, which makes it the second highest grossing domestic box office opening weekend of all time during a pandemic and without and and like, oh, like that's insane. Not only that, No Way Home had the third biggest worldwide opening of all time, earning over 587 million dollars. And again, during a pandemic and without China, which is a huge market. So like, amazing, crazy, and on Christmas Day, it crossed a billion dollars. Nuts, nuts. It deserves it. It really does. Absolutely. But do you think uh, if all the leaks and stuff and all the rumors about Andrew and Toby, do you think it would make the same amount of money? (laughs) Um, I I mean, I I think it would. To be honest. I think it probably would eventually, but it wouldn't be breaking records this fast. Yeah. But like for once sure. the movie was out and probably like people would like this word would spread crazy fast. But uh, yeah, I was, I wasn't going to necessarily talk about this, but I thought it was really interesting and sort of like curious. So, but like Michael Giacchino, Giacchino, still don't know how to pronounce his name, is set to direct a Marvel Studios Disney Plus project. Ooh. I don't know what this means. My first, my first instinct was maybe this is like a because he's he's done so many of these at this point that maybe it's like a looking at scores or something through Marvel. I don't know, like a little sort of like special on Disney on Disney Plus that sort of focuses on the music of these movies. But I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why. What is? What is he directing? I thought that was... I don't know. I thought that was weird. Interesting, but weird. Other than that, uh, apparently, this is according to Fandom Wire, Black Bolt is reportedly set to appear in Multiverse of Madness. I would love to see that, bro. I... Would would you you want it to be a different recast version of Black Bolt, or do you want it to be the... I just want to see... I just want to see Black Bolt, bro. It doesn't matter. Uh, What's the the actor's name? Like, Anson... Mount something like that. Yeah, Anson Mount. Yeah, yeah. He's a great choice. He's a he's a great actor. He oh, re- he's a fucking fantastic. Unfortunately, actor. in one of the worst things ever created. <laughs> it's because the thing with like in in humans, humans are just not relevant. And like I think that's where like Marvel like really like fumble the bag. Is because like they try to do that with like you know making it live action and it just doesn't work. Try to make it so X Men bad. Yeah, they try to because like yeah, they try to like make it like their own like X Men Avengers type thing, and it just doesn't work. Like the most like the most interesting characters to me are like Black Bolt, Lockjaw, and maybe like Medusa even. But other than that, like yeah, they're I not even see, really. I don't see yeah. them as like a thing to where like they got to make them into like you know like live action like would- their own show. No. Yeah, I would love to see yeah, Black Bolt in in this, played by the same actor. Even I think that would be sick. Uh, but like with 
you know, it's rumored Professor X is going to show up to which actor, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but it's rumored Pr- Professor X is going to show up. We got Doctor Strange. We have maybe Black Bolt. Illuminati? Illuminati would be dope. Illuminati with no Black Panther or no sick. Iron Man. Yeah, that would that sucks. <laughs> but no Black Panther, no Iron Man. We have we have yet to see anything about Reed Richards. Yeah, I man, I I I desperately need Fantastic Forecasting soon. <laughs> Honestly, because bro. if they, I think I think the goal for Fantastic Four is twenty twenty four, maybe. But there's also reports saying that we might it might come out earlier than we think. So it could be like late 2023. Regardless, they got to get started on that like this year, you know? For sure. Yeah. Man. But yeah, hopefully. But next piece of next piece of, of news is Hawkeye episode 6. That came out. Finale to um what I think personally is the best Disney Plus Marvel show. <laughs> I know a lot of people uh it's either Loki or WandaVision. And WandaVision is still probably my favorite because I'm a sucker for that like like mind bending stuff, and I I really love the whole sitcom twist on everything. I love that so much. Uh, but yeah, like like I mean, we talked about it uh, sort uh, after the episode aired. It's definitely the most consistent show at the very least because you know WandaVision had its ups and downs and by its ups and downs I mean it was up and then the finale and and, and Loki was pretty consistent throughout except like I think episode 3 it might have been it was kind of a little bit a little bit lackluster and the Falcon and Winter Soldier was kind of all over the place to be honest uh yeah and then what if it was hit or, hit or miss for a lot of people but Hawkeye was just consistent just just at the very least good throughout the whole thing and I loved it so much it introduced uh, Kate Bishop obviously and she's just amazing (laughs) Haley Steinfeld is so perfectly cast in that role we obviously got Kingpin back Uh, Yelena obviously and she was fantastic as usual just a lot of stuff but as far as like episode 6 specifically I've I've seen a lot of people saying uh, they weren't a fan and stuff like that. I liked it all. I thought it was easily the best um, uh, finale out of any of the shows, personally. Because I think previously the best finale was probably Loki. And and while I do like the Loki finale, it is just them sitting around and talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, a lot of people were mad that they killed off Kingpin. Wink, wink. Not really. Uh, I think I, I, I was actually kind of, I'm actually kind of surprised that there was less backlash than I was expecting about that. I think most people are seeing that, yeah, this guy's not this guy's not dead. But I but I also see a lot of people saying that they kinda that they dropped the ball on Kingpin as far as his characterization goes, and I'm like, I don't I don't know about that. I think they made him a lot stronger and I I saw a lot of people saying like they didn't like that because it didn't feel as grounded as the Netflix show and whatever. And I'm like, I I can under I understand that complaint, but at the same time, it's Kingpin. It's this is just, it's more comic accurate. I don't know. It's more fun. It, yeah, and if he's if he's gonna if he's gonna be in the in the like mainline MCU with the big boys, he's got to be stronger than what he was in Daredevil, getting beat by a blind guy. People seem to forget that 
Kingpin is like literally supposed to be like peak human strength for a guy of his size. Yeah, people call him the fat man, but it's not fat, it's all muscle. <laughs> that's that's this whole it's thing. Literally all muscle, yeah. Which they didn't really get into in the Netflix show, I don't think. But No, nah, they, they they didn't never yeah, they never really like explained like his strength and and like size in that one. But yeah, they just really showed it for how many people he he killed. Definitely, man's a, man's a menace. And then a lot of people, including us, a little bit, we're, we weren't as mad as some other people. But the post credit scene. Oh my god, dude! Just, oh just being god. the musical and like, it's Look. it's 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 weird because like it's I think it's clearly like a them putting it out there. Like, do people want this? Should we make this a real thing? I think that's kind of what that is. But at the same time, I feel like at the very least in the first episode especially considering we're looking at it through Clint's eyes I, it's it look it's sort of meant to be bad <laughs> yeah but yeah or at least I don't know insensitive <laughs> it's just, it's just Marvel don't ever do some shit like that again please don't ever do no musicals it was weird I was really expecting I don't know like well because a lot of people were expecting like maybe they're going to pan down to the crowd and we'll see like a a small cameo or something or I don't know something but I was really thinking because they killed not really Kingpin and I was like I was like ain't no way they just did that but also in a post credit scene they're going to reveal he's alive and they didn't which is I thought was a really ballsy move (laughs) but I mean yeah what what are your what are your over overall thoughts on Hawkeye? Um, I think it's a really I think it's a really good show. I think it was like I said, it's like very grounded. I love how they made Clint like a character. I love how he like he still suffered like you know trauma from passing in Natasha, and overall just like his past with him being Ronan. I love the relationship with him and Kate Bishop. I love seeing y- 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 Yelena. Um, her having that misunderstanding conflict with Clint and Kate Bishop as well. It's always fun seeing Yelena, aka Florence Pugh. Um, Kingpin, nice seeing him, you know, for the like, like last episode, fighting off against Kate. Um, I thought I was going to see Spider Man. I'm kidding. People wanted to see Spider Man. Yeah, you know, I don't understand. If he flies over. Or whatever, and it's yeah, like it doesn't jo- really make Joel, sense. Joel was talking to me about that. How he he even kind of got his hopes up, and I was telling him, uh, and it's like no offense to the people that uh, thought that was going to happen, but when you really think about it, it's it's kind of a ridiculous uh, it's, theory because if you if think about their contract, and I know not we're we're freaking nerds, <laughs> losers, and most people don't know about the contractual stuff about all these characters or whatever but in the in their spider-man contract he had his solo movie and he has an extra mcu appearance somewhere and then the contract's done and they have to renegotiate and there's no way in hell they're gonna waste that one mcu appearance that they have on some random cameo in hawkeye (laughs) And, and like and plus like it's also like one of those things where it's like not it, it doesn't make sense because number one of course the, the events of like you know like No Way Home like all that stuff I think like wouldn't this be before No Home, no Way Home right? Before? Uh, yeah like, it's still a little up in the it can be it's it's debatable 
because because Yelena says something about the new and improved Statue of Liberty, right? And you'd think, well, that's the Statue of Liberty with with the shield. Mm. But at the same time, it seems that No Way Home ends around the time like the whole that whole swinging scene is either right before or right after hawkeye right so it yeah, couldn't have been during the final battle where they knock the shield off because yeah at the end at the end of no way home the shield's not there they got because they do away with it and they also in no way home they show that it's an unpopular choice by americans they're like we don't want this mm-hmm uh, so I don't I don't know it's pr- it's probably before but that doesn't yeah I don't know okay well so we're, we're, we're around there or whatever or after what it, uh, does it, it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense because like you know yeah why would Spider-Man just show up out of nowhere and I think it's like you know like Spider-Man and Clint barely interacted and it's like, why would they just like do that out of nowhere? I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense. A mention would have been, cool been cool, to, I guess. A mention, yeah, a mention would have been cool. Um, you know, it would have been cool to see that, but it wouldn't really make sense like in the long run. Someone so, like, said, yeah. uh, someone said, J. Jonah Jameson should be the new Stanley and just show up in every Marvel <laughs> Marvel project in some in some form as as Jameson and talk about whatever doesn't matter. That'd be cool. Something against superheroes. But yeah, that'd be fun. Spider Menace. <laughs> Spider Menace. But, but yeah, overall, I think it's a I think it was a good it was a good show. Nice another grounded show that we all really needed. Um excited to see more of Kate Bishop, uh Hawkeye, uh Kingpin, and Echo. So I seen that. Mm, yeah, Echo. Uh I think my favorite part about it. This will be the last thing, but I think my favorite part, at least about that episode, was the back and forth between Yelena and Kate when they're fighting in that mm-hmm. building, and and uh, Kate sort of stops her in the doorway, and she's like, "What are we doing? This is stupid. Let's go get, some, let's go like get a drink or something." She's like, "Okay, after I kill Barton." <laughs> and she's like, "No, that's not." And then and then later she's like, "In the elevator, stop making me like you." And she's like, "I'm sorry, I can't help it." <laughs> I also like love the part in the elevator, and she like fucking K Bishop just like slaps the shit out of you. I was like, what the fuck? That came out of nowhere. She, she, she was, was like, what was that? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's it was, great. It was so funny. But uh, yeah, that is the news of the week, which means it's time to get onto our topic: the best of 2021. And again, we're not going to be talking about the stuff that we've already talked about in previous episodes. So again, things like Venom 2, Shang-Chi, What If, Hawkeye even, we just got done talking about that, Um, that we won't talk about. So, you know, don't expect that. But yeah, again, we might mention it, you know, it's like a, yeah, this is one of our favorites from 2021 or whatever. But yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you get us started? Uh, So for the first one on my list, it would have to be Invincible. Oh my god, man! That that show is just amazing. That is an amazing show. Which we're doing the podcast when Invincible is coming out. (laughs) I know, right? Robert Robert Kirkman proving to be well, not proving, uh, reinforcing the fact that he is a great writer um, and a great person doing superhero stuff, all that type of shit. Um, I just, oh my god, just. 
I'm, I was, I, you know what I saw the other day? I saw the compendium for Invincible in like a comic book shop. Bro, I was looking Bro. after Invincible came out. I was like, I was looking for omnibuses, like, and they're all either. Oh man, they're 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 back now. Just try to look for them again. Like I saw, probably can't afford the one. It, the, the the compendiums I saw, they were like, one, volume two is like fifteen bucks. What at like Heroes and Fantasies? Yeah. Heroes and Fantasies, they're like it's like fifteen bucks or something like that. Jesus, they're they're actually no, dude, they're like go Heroes and Fantasies. They like, they really got some cheap ass shit. Like it's it's cheaper over where there. Where is that? Um, I don't know, but it's like you know where the damn where is Heroes and Fantasies at? Just Doxus, just Doxus. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'll actually I'll show you after the podcast. But okay. so I saw the compend I saw the compendium. I was gonna get up. I was gonna get it, but um, but yeah, Invincible is like literally one of the best like shows that I've seen this year. Superhero shows in my ad. Um, I think it's one of the best pieces of superhero media we've gotten really ever, and, especially yeah, show. really. It's def. You know, I know how how like people are kind of like. I'm tired of like the the cliche evil superman trope and i'm like i think this works well with omni man except, except i don't think it's i think it's playing on that yeah it's like it's 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 sort of meant to be the the superman evil superman trope you know and obviously because like, like, the whole thing is a dc ripoff in yeah intentionally they have their own justice and was, league and everything what do they call it guardians of the globe which is obviously guardians of the galaxy yeah but it's also the one of those things where it's like Omni Man is like more. He's more human. He has more humanity to him rather than the evil Superman like trope. I, like I want, I'm not gonna say anything, but like in the later later seasons, whoa, you're gonna whoa, see that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow our roll there. <laughs> what? No spoilers. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Oh I was just no. God. I was saying I'm not gonna spoil. I'm just saying like in the upper se- in the later seasons, you will see. What I'm talking about. I know it gets a lonely. lot more spacey. I know that it does get a lot more spacey. You'll see more of that too. Um, but yeah, I loved Invincible. Um, Stephen Ewing uh, did a really great job. So did J.K. Simmons, of course, as um, as um, you know, J. Jonah Jameson Superman in an alternate universe. <laughs> Zazzy Beats, Zazzy Beats as well. Um, uh, Gillian, Gillian Jacobs, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And. Uh, who plays? Damn it! I mean, I know like her. La- I know her first name. I don't know her last name. Who? Invincible's mom. Uh, is that Michelle? San- Sandra O. Oh, oh, Sandra, Sandra O. o Sandra right. O. There we go. Oh yeah, and Seth Rogen. Oh yeah, and Mark and Mark and Mark Hamill. Mark, yeah. I mean that whole that the whole show is stacked. The whole cast is a Ezra is stacked, Miller's in it man. for an episode or two. Yeah, he is. A, he is in it. Oh, man, I'm surprised cool. he didn't choke a woman there. Anyway. um... <laughs> Surprised he didn't mention brunch. <laughs> Evan Michael Richardson too, dude. Of course, that man's in everything. He is in everything. And Clancy Brown, of course. Man, but get in, get into your first one too. Um, I've said too much. Mine, uh, one of mine would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay, that's good. I have yet to, I have yet to see that. Yeah, but that is I, a. That movie is really good, from what I heard. Uh, it's definitely a nostalgia-based sequel done right. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like a massive Ghostbusters fan. I'm not like, I'm like, 
ooh, Ghostbusters. Like if like I, I I like when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is good. I like it. But when you know the 2016 one came out, uh, that whole thing is, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get, I don't really want to get into that. But I wasn't really a fan. So when Ghostbusters Afterlife was coming out, and they were really like sort of going back to the roots, I was you know I was excited, and I watched and I went to go see it in the theater, and it was it was different but similar in a really good way. Uh, it it was obviously very fan servicey, uh, very nostalgia based, but it also wasn't just retreading the first Ghostbusters story wise. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd was great. The main cast was great. There's uh, the uh, whoever plays the little girl in it. I wish I knew her name. Was freaking fantastic. And when the movie starts, I was like, oh no, she's gonna be really annoying. Uh, but she ended up being like my favorite character, <laughs> and she's also like the main character. There's also another kid in it that I thought was gonna be annoying, but he was also great too. Just a really, a really, really, really solid movie that should be getting more attention to be honest uh yeah i hope this movie has sort of like a a cult following because it's great and a lot of the critics were weren't a fan of it because of the fan service which is stupid because no way home it doesn't matter but it i think it's actually rated the same or lower than the 2016 one on rotten tomatoes which is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life but you have the audience audience score, which is like I think in the '90s or something like that, and for good reason. It's fantastic. It really is. I I would almost go as far as saying it's better than the original, but I think I'd get crucified for that. <laughs> <laughs> it also it also handled uh, Harold Ramis's death real well. Like it, it felt so respectful, and yeah, it was it was really really good. I'm about, to, I'm about to watch it later on. Definitely, definitely gonna gotta give it a watch. I will. It's also just fun. Definitely. Paul Rudd. I was from, from her. Goat Rudd. All goat. Um, next on my list is. Wait, did we talk about on the podcast the Suicide Squad? No, we didn't. Okay, well then it's the right? Suicide Squad. I don't know because it came out. I, it came out before Shang Chi, right? Because that that was our first episode. It came out in August, yeah. Okay, yeah, then we haven't talked about The Suicide Squad. Yeah, so The Suicide Squad, this depth. movie this movie is just literally, like, one of the best reasons why James Gunn is a fucking amazing director. Um, he, it's also reinforcing the fact that James Gunn can take a bunch of characters that are less, less known and make them very popular. Um, this movie is literally... Like this is this is like along with like you know I think in my opinion Birds of Prey and Sh- uh, Shazam, this will be like a reason why the DCEU like could be going going in a better direction forward. Um, really great like comedic moments, really great action and a really great plot and a lot of different characters with different ideologies compacted into this one movie that just made it such a fun watch um i remember like waiting like 2 a.m to watch it and w- i went to bed satisfied just because of how good that movie was i enjoyed that movie thoroughly i watched it, like about five times 
Jesus, really? Just, I, st- just, I, st- I still only seen it once. Dude, the movie is so good. Because, like, I remember watching it day of, and then I watched it the next day with my friend, and I watched it the third time, and, like, two other times by myself. It's, it's just a really good movie, and no no moment ever goes, goes dull. So, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, and I know a lot of people aren't fans of uh, the James Gunn humor, but especially in, in this, I think it works super well, especially for a character like Harley Quinn. I think yeah, she it, was done so well in this. Yeah, it's definitely amazing because, like, you know how the, my biggest complaint is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where the the comedy was, like, overdone and it kind of destroyed... Not kind of, it it does destroy um, the, the serious tension. Yeah, and uh, some, but, of the, some of the heart in the movie, yeah. Yeah. Which is odd for James one, Gunn because usually he can balance that really well. For sure. But in this one, it felt like the comedy was, like, it wasn't forced. It it still gave the movie like heart and like when there was tension um it it didn't destroy it at all yeah it was serious when it needed to be uh when especially like in that scene where uh, bloodsport and ratcatcher are sort of talking about their past easily could have fit some sort of joke in there somewhere i feel like that's usually where it would go like at the end of it or in, or in the middle of it it'd be like haha break the tension or whatever uh, but a lot of times it didn't, and yeah. you also had you also had some like just really like uh, funny like like funny scenes that that lent to the serious or the or the heartfelt moments, like the scene where <laughs> poor King Shark is outside of the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that was that was which sad, is sad man. but also funny. And I feel like I feel like that's the best way to go about it is to have these funny or, or have these serious or heartfelt scenes that are sort of underlined with comedy. And yeah, generally James Gunn does that well, uh, and he just continued to do that in the Suicide Squad. Everyone was fantastic. Harley Quinn was like at her peak, even though a lot of people were complaining that she wasn't in the movie enough. And by people, I mean Harley Quinn fans. Uh, Starro was <laughs> they're, they're not people they're simply just Harley Quinn fans <laughs> and Star- Starro was an, an incredible villain what a great choice James Gunn always obviously picks the weirdest things he possibly can and makes it in the just, best way possible and it's terrifying honestly it is t- it was terrifying because like the thing about Starro is that like you know even though he was like this intergalactic being from space I mean he was just simply floating in space man he just was chilling living life before he got captured by the Americans Double but Americans. like it, it was it was like terrifying because like you know he was infecting these people with them and like they were just simply corpses they were just dying you know they're they're dead yeah, those people were and, dead dead like and it's just terrifying to see how like there were even like kids like he just affected a whole bunch of like like a whole like country full of people like that and it was just scary to see yeah and i think um, i think that may be another complaint for people like if you really peel back the sort of bright colors and like the and the sort of comedy nature to it freaking horrifying yeah exactly it was also super hyper violent which was fun to see james gunn sort of tap back into because he hasn't really done that since super i think uh Mm -hmm. 
Have you seen Super? I, I always forget if you've seen. No, I haven't seen it except for like a few clips. It's really good. Anyway, uh, I, know there's a, I know there's an N word in there. The hard R. Oh yeah, there's an N word in there. Said by Kevin Bacon himself. <laughs> the first time I watched it was so jarring. I was like, "What did what? <laughs> where'd that come from?" Funny because I'm I I know Kevin Bacon. I said that outside of set, offset for Jeez. sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Suicide Squad man. I also every time I think about that movie, I always think about the cannon fodder team. And how he's like, before the movie, oh, I knew a lot of them were going to die because James Gunn was like, a lot of them are going to die. <laughs> but I didn't think the entire team was going to, like, Captain Boomerang, come on. Captain Boomerang, you only got one swinging. Fucking Pete Davidson got his face blown off, bro. I knew like, the alien chick was going to die. Pete Davidson was obviously yeah, going to die. die. Uh, Javelin dude, I knew was going to die. Like, okay, a lot of them savant. was like, yeah, Savant. Uh, arm fall off boy. Yeah, TDK, the detachable kid. Yeah, they um, were they were like, yeah, they're gonna die. Although James Gunn, I think, said TDK is alive. Uh, yeah, 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 TDK is and like, Weasel's alive. alive. Weasel's alive, yeah. Oh, God, Weasel was Larry. <laughs> I know. Uh, but man, that shit was great. So good. But yeah, uh, my next one is obvious WandaVision talked a little bit about it earlier with the finale and the, the whole sitcom aspect but man what a, I thought this was such a fantastic way to start off the Marvel Disney Plus shows which is crazy because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier which probably would have I'm not going to get into that but uh, <laughs> WandaVision I thought was just fantastic and there was some missteps along the way I don't think it's perfect it's still one of it's still honestly one of my favorite MCU projects to date, even though I don't love everything in it. Uh, but the stuff that I do love, I really love. But yeah, you got like the Ralph Boner thing, which I I honestly wouldn't be as mad about if they didn't make it a Boner joke. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what that decision was. Why? why a- I don't know either. It's just, why? And then the whole finale was sort of lackluster, but I know that a lot of that wasn't their fault. It was supposed to be like 10 minutes longer or something like that I think they said there was supposed to be a whole like side story with Monica that didn't happen Darcy was supposed to be and just a just a a pandemic mess you know but that's important like the the one episode is not going to ruin the entire series for me it also still it still ended well Uh, it still got that really heartfelt scene between Wanda and Vision at the end so yeah I I WandaVision was definitely a highlight for me. It was also so long ago that I almost thought it was 2020. For my next one is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Boo. Literally, no, I'm kidding. Literally, restore the restore the verse. No, thank you. Um, bye. Nah. <laughs> it's already there. It still exists. No, it, no, it doesn't. Restore the Snyderverse. It's HBO Max. HBO Max needs to restore the Snyderverse. <laughs> Um, but anyways, besides all that, I still think that it was really honestly. I was so hyped for this movie. Like I was so hyped for this. Like I was like more. I was. I felt more anxious than like a DC project for this one. Um, except for the Suicide Squad, of course. But so I remember feeling anxious about this one and wanting to just see it. And when I did, bro, oh my god, I was so happy. I was so happy to see it. 
Um, Zack Snyder's complete vision was just amazing to see. Uh, like all the, of course, you know, four four hours of content. I mean, just what what would seem, seem like. Some people would say like it's an overwhelming amount. I think it's just fine. I I mean, I could sit through that. I actually, you wanna know how many times I saw it? Uh, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. Four. No, seven. Huh? I watched that thing seven times. You spent over a day of your life watching. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I saw it twice. I saw it twice. I think I've seen um, it. I saw it once by myself. I saw it once with my dad. And then I watched it again in Houston. So I've seen it three times. Dang. That's crazy. Uh, clearly, I'm more of a Zack Snyder fan than you are. You're not out here tweeting about Resource Universe, are you? Fuck no. <laughs> but I just, I there's really not a lot I could really say about this movie just like other than it, it is just like a really great comic book movie in general is very very beautiful uh, I was going to say James Gunn Zack Snyder <laughs> put his all in this movie yeah Joss Whedon did um, a great job yeah Joss Joss Whedon fucking sucks I'm sorry to say that dude he literally cut out one of the best pieces of like the movie for a brunch joke Yeah, what a loser he literally, literally cut out cut one of the best scenes in the movie to add a Russian family for no reason yeah, yeah. I want. I want to. I want a scene where the Flash is pushing a truck <laughs> over him. Over him saving the Justice League by rewinding time with his own speed. God, fucking horrible. Anyways, um, the movie is just. It's just fantastic. It is literally. I and the, it really. It just. I just love the fact of like artists having their own. Like you know, you, the the vision they want, exploring that, and I like I like how Jack Zack Snyder did that. It was just amazing. I have I can't put into words of what this movie is to me, honestly. Yeah, I was before it came out. I was cautiously optimistic because I was ex- I was excited in the sense that you're you're right. Zack Snyder should obviously be able to realize his vision it's unfair that it was completely botched by joss whedon even though we had fun with the movie (laughs) Uh, oh yeah we had fun looking at superman's floating lip yeah (laughs) but yeah i was like i was excited because it's it's just fair to Zack snyder and even though i'm not a fan of most of Zack snyder's stuff except man of steel um i was still i was still especially curious to see what this is to see what this was about how much how 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 different it was actually going to be compared to the Joss Whedon stuff because I know there was a lot of stuff in uh, in the 2017 version that people thought was Joss Whedon that was actually Snyder and so I was like okay well how how different is this going to be and boy was it different <laughs> it, it was very very it different was a lot of way different than I was expecting I I forgot to mention that I loved how not only the Flash was a character, but also Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Cyborg being like the main focus was just so the actual done. heart of the team. To really, oh man! And um, there is a scene in the movie where 
you know, of course, you know, people like like saving others from like a from like a, a building or something like that. But a scene to where like after Cyborg is just like, you know, he has like his robot body and everything and he's walking by himself and he sees a mother that's just super duper poor and he just hacks into the like ATM and changes from like it was like ten dollars to like a hundred thousand dollars. Like knowing that a line that uh, Silas Stone said in the movie to where like how he can literally like change the world with like a thought. Yeah, yeah, with a thought of just changing technology. It's just so fucking like amazing to me. It's just like I, I love that so much because you know like in 2017 Cyborg wasn't even a character. He was just a monotone fucking robot who didn't even say booyah right. Jesus. Hated it. But anyways. Booyah. Booyah. It's like he fucking was trying to take a Batman uh, course lesson. But anyways, it was just, it was really nice to see all that. That, that like, literally Cyborg is the MVP of that movie. Definitely. Uh, I enjoyed, I, I, thought, I thought it was definitely Snyder's best movie. Which is oh oh yeah definitely four hours long and like it's still I have my issues with it it's still a it's still a Zack Snyder movie <laughs> so I'm I'm mm-hmm. still there's still some things where I'm like uh but yeah four hours long it definitely didn't need to be four hours long it could have been that definitely like there was like establishing shots and shots that lingered oh uh, uh, yeah all the slow motion shit yeah, yeah the slow motion things were kind of like uh but yeah and also like just just shots like mountains and stuff and i'm like it's cool for like two seconds but let's cut away and then like the random lingering shot that shot of like the the all the the women singing and that and that and her smelling aquaman's sweater or whatever yeah it was like weird did we need to see that not really but and also at the end of the day it's it's generally the outline is the same story as the 2017 one executed way better don't get me wrong but yeah i gave it I think I, I think I gave it an 8 out of 10. And really, I gave it an 8 out of 10 just because, out of respect, really. Just as, just for the circumstances, the fact that it actually got made. Uh, being able to... It being more different than I was expecting and just better than I was expecting. But as a movie? I mean, it's good. But uh, it's like a 7 out of 10. It's decent. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's good. I would give it... i give it the same rating. Like, in terms of, like... I'll probably give it like an eight point five, just because I love that movie like much. I do like Zack Center as a director, um, but yeah, like of course you know all the circumstances out of respect, I would give it like yeah, like an eight eight point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's next on your list? Um, what is next on my list? What the fuck did I just say? I said WandaVision, right? Yeah. Uh, next is No Time to Die, James Bond. Which oh, I literally yeah. just saw yes yesterday or the day before. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. It was really. Good. I'm a big fan. Like the the entire Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond movies. Uh, I really, I really, really like. And you know, this was his swan song to the character, and it was it was really good. I think this movie was. I think it might have been the second highest grossing movie of 2021 behind. No Way Home, obviously. I think it, because, I think it made like $700 million. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I was really good. It was, it still wasn't like the best one. I think the best one was still the first one, which is Casino Royale. Have you seen any of these? 
No, I haven't. Well, actually, I saw Skyfall and Spectre. This man hasn't even seen Casino Royale. You hate to see it. but I've, I haven't seen majority of the James Bond films, to be honest with you. Well, to be honest like with I, you, I've only seen the Daniel Craig ones. So. <laughs> but I think, yeah. I think they're just... They're, even outside of the James Bond name, they're just really good action movies or spy movies. Uh, yeah. And... Yeah, this a lot of people have issues with this movie. Would you like to guess why? Um, women or something? I don't know. It is absolutely correct. It's because Holly Weird is woke, and they infected James Bond with the wokeness of today's society. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but that's exactly what's exactly. You, I mean, you hit it on the head. They made a 007 a black woman. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a... There's, I mean, like... People need to, like, even Daniel Craig said it. He was like, I would want someone else to be like James Bond. But it's also like one of those things where people don't, do not understand like names and mantles of like characters. Like 007 isn't so like, 007 is it's just a name. Anyone could have the name 007. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was really, it was a great, um, finale to to his version of the character and you should definitely watch Casino Royale when you, when you have the chance. Matt Mikkelsen is in it. He's fantastic. Oh nice. Uh I can't I can't even watch Skyfall and Spectre. Spectre's arguably the worst one. Really? Yeah, it's just kind of a mess. But, uh, <laughs> but it was like a long time ago, so I don't rem- I don't remember it. The I think Casino Royale might be on Netflix. Regardless, No Time to Die really good if you like James Bond and haven't seen it definitely give it a watch it's not as bad as Spectre Spectre was okay it's not bad regardless yeah it was good what's your next one um Dune 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 take the wheel on this one I haven't seen it it's a it's a it's a solid movie um people who shit on Dune definitely don't really know much about it you know it's like because people oversimplify everything um, and they're like, oh my god, I can't believe I just saw like a two hour movie of them talking about politics and like just it wasn't enough action. I'm like, it's literally the, the entire, Star Wars yeah, it's literally the entire point of Dune is literally filled with like political shit and like it's a political dystopian shit. And, um, to put it to put it simply for anyone who hasn't seen Dune, it is literally um a futuristic uh battle royale against families that want spice. So it's Star Wars Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean if you want to explain it like that, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I think the movie was was really well. I mean I like I liked it. Um I liked it for what it was too, you know, it, of course it's it's like it has really great cinematography. I forgot the director of it. Um, Dan- his name is Daniel Dan- something. Yeah, Daniel Vinitso something. <laughs> Daniel V. We'll call him Daniel V. Really great director. Great cinematography. Um, I liked acting from Jason Momoa. People people did not like Timothy Chalamet in this one. He was like people say he was very bland, very monotone. Um, I think he's okay. That's kind of his uh, character, in- though, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, pretty sure. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac was amazing. So was Josh Brolin. 
Um, Zendaya looked at a camera a couple times. Z- Zendaya got like fucking like two minutes of screen time. No, it wasn't two minutes. It was like maybe like ten. Crazy how they marketed max. that entire movie off Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. And she was barely in it. Yeah, honestly, but it's it's because like what they're going for is like a trilogy. Because they're they're already because they already have like part two greenlit part two yeah and this was supposed that they were also supposed to film Dune one and two back to back and Mm -hmm. I think I think Warner Brothers was like yeah let's not do that (laughs) because they don't know Dune hasn't really been successful before and so they're like we don't know how this is gonna pan out but then yeah then then Dennis V. Was was like yeah I'm kind of glad we didn't do that because by the end of the first one I was done like I was like I'm 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 ready for a break. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is like with Dune is I like even reading Dune is a lot. Like I've heard for a person that doesn't read, it it, it is a hard read. Like it's because like they use like so many terms and like it's like if you're not familiar with like. Well, I mean, anyone can be familiar with politics, but it's just the way it's written is really hard. Because um, it's supposed to be this super complex story about this shit. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a it's a fine movie. Uh, I think you should people should give it to, give it a watch. Um, if anything, but, I mean, that's all I really gotta say about it. Yeah, uh, my next one is this show on Hulu called uh, Only Murders in the Building. With Selena I, I, Gomez, I've, I've heard about it. Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. It was a delight. It was so uh, I was gonna say fun, but there's not there's some not you know it's murder. Uh, but you know you got these two comedy legends, Steve Martin and Martin Short, and then there's Selena Gomez, and Selena Gomez really holds her own with these two gods of comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. you know, there's some there's some other great people and Tina Fey shows up in it for a bit uh sting of all people uh Amy Ryan who's a uh, Holly from the office yeah Holly yeah um uh, really really great show honestly uh, I actually because the whole thing's a murder mystery so the whole thing's like questioning who did it who did it whatever you know um I accidentally figured it out <laughs> in, like, in like a super early episode <laughs> I was like, whoop. I like, cause I, 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 I like called out the person for the, for, I, I called, I called them out correctly, but for the wrong reason. <laughs> and the thing I called them out for never came into play. And I was like, whoops, I just spoiled myself an accident, but it was still really mm. good. Cause then I was like looking at the, looking at that character from this different lens. And now then everything they were doing was more sus than it should have been. Uh, but it was it was which was still really entertaining to be honest. But yeah, uh, I I can't. And but because of that, I also can't say like it was the the twist was really surprising because I don't know because I knew immediately. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, I think I think it's definitely like if you're not looking for like a, a sitcom, but you're looking for a comedy, but with also some drama aspects, it's definitely a, a great watch. It's also pretty short too. You could definitely finish it in a day. But yeah. Easy. Um the next one on my list is one of the best superhero shows since Daredevil. Superman and Lois. Of course. 
if you haven't seen Superman and Lois, you're fucking sleeping. Um, Hard. It's it's funny how I w- I'm actually gonna say this. Um, probably a hot take. Um, well, actually, not even a hot take. I'm just I'm just gonna say that it's funny how CW, a a, a you know, broadcasting channel that can't seem to do anything right, got down the best versions of Superman since Superman seventy eight. Um, yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Come and CW Superman, Telehecklin Superman are literally the best iterations of Superman we have gotten in a very long time. It's it's honestly sad, to be honest. Don't don't get me wrong. I love Henry Cavill. You know, we both love Henry Cavill and he got done dirty, but I think it's just important to say that CW did it better. And like, you know, like I said, CW has been just, you know, sucking dick lately especially with our boy, the flash, but with Superman, they got it down. Right. True. They, they got it down. Right. So, and lo- oh, yeah. my, and one of my, fa- one of the most underrated and also one of my favorite aspects of that show is that they finally got Lois Lane. Right. Even oh, in yeah. Superman oh, yeah. 78, yeah. she was just sort of a damsel in distress. And then she was kind of like the one that got away in Superman returns. And then she was kind of, a, a, a reporter in the Zack Snyder movies, but even then she wasn't really there. Uh, and then, am I missing anything? Am I missing any other Loises? I don't, um, I don't. I mean, like, I don't really know much about Smallville. I wasn't. Oh really, yeah, I, I forgot, forgot about Smallville. Smallville. I don't really care for you Smallville. Know, I don't. Yeah, but like I said, this is this could be an unpopular opinion for what I said to anyone. But like, yeah, like Lois. Lois is someone that Iris should have continued to be doing in The Flash. I don't like her being the fucking leader. I want her to just literally be a reporter and not a damsel in distress. Literally, Lois is like, in this show, does it, it's, it's, she's done so well. Like, she does her own thing, but manages to protect herself and be involved in Superman's life. I mean, like it's it's not that hard to ask. You know, she also has she also has a place in the plot. Like she's not she just there a, to yeah. be there. Like because because Iris is just like she has a B plot, but it just feels so unnecessary when the Flash can just <laughs> do whatever. Yeah, but like and Superman can do the same thing. But even with but they somehow do it in a way where only Lois can get the information that they need because of her contacts, because of her position as a reporter that Superman can't do because then he'd look like a bad guy and Clark can't do because he's not that high low. She's so it's, she's easily the best Lois Lane we've ever gotten period. Really? Elizabeth Tolick is so fucking good as Lois. Tyler so Hecklin's good. So good. At, he's, he's, he's probably, well, I don't know. Cause Christopher Reeve, I want to say he's my favorite Clark Kent because Superman yeah, Superman's different because there, there's obviously that duality to that, to that character, and as far as Superman goes, like the character of Kal El, maybe Henry Cavill has that. But as far as Clark Kent goes, Christopher Reeve and Tyler Hecklin, and I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss my boy Brandon Routh, but I mean, if we're being honest, he's just doing Christopher Reeve. Uh, yeah, and. Yeah, I mean Tyler Hecklin does such a fantastic job. I feel like it's just not as 
dual as uh, maybe Christopher Reeve was, and I. But even 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 then, it's still better than Henry Cavill, who also doesn't have that dual personality because Henry Cavill is just doing Cal El at all times, which again isn't Henry yeah. Cavill's fault. That's a Snyder thing. But Tyler Hecklin is mostly doing Clark Kent, which fits. Superman infinitely better than being <laughs> Kal-El at all times because he isn't Kal-El he isn't really Superman he's just Clark Kent you know for sure uh, and I think the show just absolutely nails that and as far as, and as far besides Superman and Lois their kids I thought when the show started I thought for sure I'd be like especially the black haired one I forget the kid's name uh, Jordan <laughs> yeah yeah, Jordan, I thought for sure he'd be in, like incredibly annoying. But by the end, I was like, nah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, by the of course, you know, yeah, freaking in the beginning, like, I Peyton knows how much I hated him in the beginning. I would call him like freaking like a baby bag bitch because he just kept whining <laughs> all the time. And then, like, when he got his powers, he's like, he ended up developing into like a character. Same thing with, with, with John, too. I mean, John wasn't annoying as Jordan, but, like, he slowly started becoming, like, more of a character and way more chill. Oh, and um, the twist with, with Black like Lex Luthor? Oh, my God. Yeah, that Figured was out, awesome. Like, I was Steel? Hello? Like, oh, my. <laughs> it was Steel, and there was, like, the... It's funny how, like, they did, like, like three different plot lines and managed to just complete them all. I think, like, my, so well. I think my only complaint with the series is that it could have been maybe a couple episodes short. Yeah. I thought, I thought like once they, they like, he like blew up the thing for the first time and freed everyone, that would have been fine. But then they did some extra stuff and I was like, do we need this? But it also set up the next season. So I guess, you know, yeah, for sure. But the the next season comes out soon. It's like what? 10 days or something. Something like that. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy. Um, We're going to see peak fiction V2. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, like they managed to do like the like kind of like an injustice like injustice storyline, the eradicator, and like, you know, the Lex Luthor steel thing. Like it, And Lois it, having they, her whole thing. Yeah, they did that so well. They did all those storylines so well. To where like it wasn't it wasn't too much. It was just very, very coherent. Which I, it was just amazing. So good. Uh, my really? next, my next one is a very just a f- just a delightful movie, Free Guy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I think that's the one next one on my list too. Yeah, Free Guy. Yeah. what a what a what a delightful yeah. film. Just Ryan Reynolds being a, just Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in NPC form. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously like they're doing like GTA and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But man, it was just fun. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably it's probably the best video game movie we've ever gotten, and it's not even based on anything. But yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, um, it was definitely a video game movie done right next to Sonic and Detective Pikachu. Um, but it was also just one of those things where like I also love Joe Carey. Joe Curie is a great actor mm. in this movie. It was also just it's, it's nice how they did like a. It was funny how they did like you know how the uh, the video game and like the the line with like the the developers and shit. Talking about TD was funny as shit. Yeah, <laughs> he was funny as shit in this movie. But 
I also like how like in this movie it was kind of like a love letter to like developers and like you know um players in like video games and shit it was pretty cool i liked it a lot definitely the captain america the captain america bit with chris evans yeah what the shit (laughs) and of course he gets a lightsaber and stuff yeah definitely a a fun pop culture movie yeah definitely and and it was like at the perfect moment during the pandemic too like, like Ooh, it was yeah, like a, really like a great moment of levity. Definitely, I I loved it so much. Wish I had saw it in theaters. Yeah, it made a surprising amount of money too for the time. Love to see it. it deserves it as Ryan Reynolds. Um, the next one on my list is Loki. Loki. He's burning Loki, with glorious very, purpose. I know, right? Very, very solid take. Very different take. Um, on in the in the MCU, you know the the TVA and like variants, which is which is very very cool. More about the multiverse. Seeing um a female Loki Sylvie having that relationship dynamic that everyone's hated for some reason, which makes but it makes sense. Um, I don't get it either. And then I mean like it was it was just a nice like change of pace. That's the one thing about like people can say like you know about Marvel and like their formulas or whatever, but I think season four I mean not season four, phase four did it the best when it comes to like, you know, having a different take on like things. Like, you know, how WandaVision did it with like all the sitcoms and different eras of shows. Yeah, phase Loki four ha- phase four was like the character development phase. For sure. Like, you know, Loki did it like on a cosmic scale, like, you know, variety. Falcon Winter Soldier was very grounded. Same thing for Hawkeye. And I just I mean, yeah, it was a really it's a really good show. I like Loki. Especially the end where with you we have uh Immortus, aka Kane the Conqueror. Jonathan Majors is a really good actor from what I've seen. I wanna still wanna see him in Love Lovecraft Country. But um I can't wait to see him in Ant Man three as well. But yeah, that's a it's a really good show. I have really nothing else to say about Loki. I still can't think of what his role is going to be in Ant Man three. And for Kane the Conqueror, yeah, I don't know. Like what what what's what's he gonna what what'll what'll his deal be like? Yeah, why does he hate Ant Man? And he what can't. He and it's not like they can like beat him necessarily. I mean, it's Kang. You can't in an Ant Man movie. You can't, you can't really beat Kang. Cause there's just so many of them out there. Yeah, I love how I love how Kang gave like Loki, um, and Sylvie like the the biggest ultimatum ever. Like you can't even back like pretty much. He was saying like you do either option and you're fucked either way. <laughs> so it makes him so bad. I know. But what's your next on your list? Uh, what is my next one? What did I I said free guy last time? Okay, yeah. Um, my next one is a show that, to be honest, I kind of forgot came out this year. But when I when I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was good." It's a uh, Modoc. I t- I forgot that exists. To be honest, yeah, it's on Hulu. It's a stop a stop a stop motion animated show. And Robot Chicken vibe. Yeah, and it was it was really solid. It was a lot of fun. Patton Oswalt again. We talked about the Boba Fett thing. Um, he's obviously a, a huge nerd. 
so he plays Modoc, and he's also a he's also I think he might be a creator or maybe one of the writers or whatever. Uh, but because he's this huge nerd, it's just chock full of Marvel references and stuff like that. So it was super fun on that level, but it was also telling a genuinely interesting story. Uh, it didn't have my attention the entire time. Like it wasn't like I wasn't like this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? But it was it was definitely a lot of fun. And as you know, a Marvel fan, it was, it was definitely a, a fun watch. But uh, yeah, everyone was great in it. I think. Uh, God, what's her name? I think Melissa Fumero, I think is her name. One of the actresses in Brooklyn Nine-Nine plays Modoc's daughter, and she's great in it. Uh, everyone's great in it. But yeah, John Hamm is in it. He plays Iron Man, <laughs> which is great. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, remember, so I remember when people wanted John Hamm to be Batman. He should be Batman. People were saying he should also be Two-Face as well. I could see that, yeah. Actually, he'd be really like, good. Yeah, uh, that'd be good. But yeah, I I will have to check out Modoc since I'm gonna get Hulu today. But um, the next one on my list is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ew. De- definitely a great grounded show. Ew. What do you mean? It's easily the worst MCU thing I've ever watched, period. Nah. I'm just kidding. But man, honestly, bro, like, the show was, yeah, the show was really good. I loved how, like, you know, there was the the whole Captain America thing with, like, Sam and US Agent. US Agent is literally one of the best things about that show. Besides from Zemo and, like, you know, everyone else. But fucking John Walker? Oh my fucking god, I love John Walker so much. But honestly, I'm gonna say like that was a dark time for Marvel. That was a dark six weeks, like for Marvel. Why? Like because not only was like you know creators like you know getting fucking shit on for like their theories and shit. One of them being Shaw had Goofy. Like, bro, people were hating on that man for like the entirety of like when that show came out. Cause like not only that like not only were fucking Marvel fans and people of color getting harassed, but so was fucking like the actors. Oh like, right, right, right. I was like, I was like, was I there for this? <laughs> like fucking um, shit. Why? Yeah, why Wyatt Russell was getting death threats. Yep. And shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, cause yeah, people were saying like he's never gonna be Captain America. I'm like, yeah, there was like, a, an alarming amount of people that didn't realize that the whole point of the show. <laughs> was that he's not supposed to be Captain America. And yeah, then Marvel were, was like actually trying to make him the new Captain America. Like ridiculous, man. And then there's that and there's like literally like the whole like, you know, the whole race theme with Captain America and people were saying like, oh my god, like this show's like why are they making a show about race? Why is there why is there like racial things in Mar- my Marvel? I want to use this as a thing to escape. And I'm like, ha, 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 you've never read a comic book, buddy. Like, I'm just going to say that right now. And literally by episode five, when you had Isaiah Bradley literally be like, yeah, they're, they're like, they don't want a black man to be Captain America. Uh, it's not about and, race, Torn. I, I don't know where you're getting that from. And dude, literally, like, when he said that, the whole, the whole racist, like, Marvel people literally just did a 180. And they were like, I'm so sorry. 
I didn't even know it was about race. I said it wasn't about it, and they said it. I'm so sorry. I'm like, y'all are dumbasses. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it was a dark time for Marvel during that time. Um, but still, the show was really good. I loved the character dynamics of everything. I loved how they explored more of Bucky, uh, him living day-to-day life, and how he's trying to right his wrongs with everybody that he affected during his time as the Winter Soldier. Uh, his own PTSD and everything like that. It was nice seeing Zemo with a more comic accurate suit, the purple mask and everything. Uh, Sam is, you know, Captain America, Falcon, whatever. And like I said, it was nice seeing US agent, aka John Walker. Very great character, very layered like an onion. That's all I gotta really say. I don't know, I went political. There, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I wish I wish I liked the show more. I should. I need to rewatch it because it's the it's the only Marvel project that when I think about it, I like it less. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. And but like there's there's aspects that I love. I love the Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley stuff. Uh, I love the John Walker U.S. Agent stuff. I love that stuff. But then I think about the Flag Smashers and especially Power Broker, and I'm like, I don't. Um, uh, not not great in my opinion but like it wasn't bad like it's 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 like very just middle of the pack for me Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because again it has great stuff stuff that i just i just wish that they doubled down on the race stuff and just kind of just kind of just went like this is the entire show Flag Smashers, get him out of here. Power Broker, get him out of here. It's just race. I think that would have been. Yeah. I think that would have been better. I'm not. I'm not mad about it because they couldn't have done. They 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 didn't have to include that at all, but they did, and I really appreciate that. I just wish it was more cohesive. And again, like the WandaVision finale, a lot of pandemic related stuff in that the flag smashers was supposed to have way more development there's you know and that had to get cut and stuff like that which is unfortunate but uh yeah just not one of my favorites zemo was great just not one of my favorites uh probably my least favorite disney plus marvel show thus far but i do need to give it a rewatch because a lot of times these are better on a rewatch so mm. but uh yeah my Next one is uh, The Matrix Resurrections. And uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. It's one of the most divisive movies. Like, is it's either you think it's pretty good or it's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and I know you haven't seen the second and third Matrix movies. Uh, personally, I, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of sort of the the history, or not the history, but like sort of the the um, how people feel about those movies. It's usually like the first one's incredible and the sequels suck. Uh, I like the second and third one. I, th- I think the third one is definitely the weakest, but the second one is is pretty good. I think. So when this so when this uh, fourth one came out, I was excited because I was like, I mean, it's 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 got to at least be better than the third one. I think. And it was, in my opinion. I thought it was pretty good. I'm not sure where the this movie's horrible is coming from because I think just 
just as a movie, it's it's fine at the very least. Uh, I really don't know whether it's, it, it looks good. it looks good. I think my biggest issue with it is that the action is lackluster, which sucks because it's the Matrix, and they kind of you know pioneered a lot of what action looks like today in movies. Uh, brought a lot of that you know uh, uh, Eastern style into into Western cinema and some of that was lost in in this movie but still as a matrix movie it was it a lot more was spent in the real world than I expected it to a lot the trailers were very in the matrix focused and so I was expecting most of the movie to take place in the matrix but no it was pretty it was pretty uh, uh balanced in that respect uh but yeah, it got really meta. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, it was it was good. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit, to be honest. I, I just don't. I don't really get the hate. I, it wasn't my favorite. If I had to rank them, it would be the Matrix, then then the second one, and then this new one, and then the and then the third one. But uh, yeah, I don't really. It's it, it's definitely it's definitely not the best. But I don't think it's the worst either. And I certainly don't think it's bad. It's it's just. It's fine at the very least, but I thought it was good. So, yeah, it's also great seeing Keanu Reeves for sure. Um, the next one on my list, um, I'm actually gonna skim. I'm actually gonna skim through a few. I mean, we've already talked about Hawkeye. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision, I think it's cool. Very different. I love this. The the thing they did with the different eras of sitcom. Uh, all that stuff. The magic, cool. Uh, everyone hated it because you know their theories and line up whatever. I still think it's a it's it's a solid show. Uh, but the next one on my list is Squid Game. Uh, I love Squid. I mean, I, I like the Squid. I like Squid Game. It's a, it's a cool concept. Um, I've only seen the first episode. It's 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 okay. Um, do you have a very very violent, very well not very violent, but it, it is a violent show. Um, and really great like dilemmas of things it was nice you know taking the concept of like taking people who are in debt and making them fight for money or do this like you know thing this little contest for money it was pretty cool uh last few episodes kind of hit you hard and the one thing i have the one thing i have a gripe for is the ending uh i did not like the ending at all i think it was very like luster anticlimactic yeah kind of like that and they're setting up for a season two which in my opinion i don't think there should be a season two <laughs> at all um, yeah i was surprised by that because i saw a lot of people saying it, like yeah it felt like a, a one season kind of thing like i mean do you want to know the do you want to know the ending no or are you gonna watch it i'm probably gonna watch it at some point oh, okay yeah, but yeah, the the ending is just really fucking. It's it's not like horrible, but it's also like an ending to where it's like it's just it's not needed. It was very unnecessary. So, um, but yeah, that's that's so that was on my list. A squid game. Yeah, the next one on my list is what I say before. What was I doing? I said I said the Matrix, right? Uh, the next one yeah. on mine is Mythic Quest Season Two. Um, Mythic, Mythic Quest. Yeah, Mythic Quest is a show on Apple TV Plus. Uh, oh yeah, you're a real nerd for that. I'm thank kidding. you, 
Um, it's this show about um, these game designers. Uh, in it's a it's a workplace comedy, and they're game designers making this game called Mythic Quest, and it's it's honestly hilarious. It's one of the best worst workplace comedies in recent years. And I remember when I heard about it, I was like, well, that sounds like shit. Because usually anything, especially around like game design, stuff like that, it never fucking works. It never, because they, because they never know, number one, they never do it respectfully. And number two, they don't really know what goes on behind the scenes and stuff like that. So they're kind of just making assumptions and it just doesn't work. But this, it freaking works. <laughs> they, and they, like it, 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 it they deal with stuff like crunch time and they deal and they like real world video game development shit. And they also have real uh, gaming people in it. Like the, the, the voice actress who plays tiny Tina in borderland. She's a main character in the show and she does a great job. John DiMaggio makes a cameo. Um, Oh really? Yeah. One of the main characters is, uh, is the creator of it's always sunny in Philadelphia and he does a fantastic job. Uh, actually, Mythic Quest is the reason I even watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I was like, this guy's great. I know he created this show and I know he's in it. I'm going to give it a watch. I always heard about it. Danny DeVito. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, it was surprisingly good. The first Abed's in it <laughs> from Community. Uh, yeah, and then and the second season just took what was in the first season, which was a lot of introductory stuff and it was it was good. But then you know, it's always, it, season two's always improve upon the first because you don't have to deal with all the introductory stuff and and stuff like that. You can get into like more character development and deeper stories, and it's definitely, it's absolutely worth a watch. Like it's 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 one of those things. It's like wait, this show's actually really good. <laughs> like, why why is this good? This shouldn't work, but it does. And and it's one of those shows that they don't always stick to the sitcom genre there's there's like special episodes where they completely just switch everything up and they're in like this um, imagine fantasy world they're also the only show i think that did the pandemic right they did an entire zoom episode that was arguably one of the best episodes of the entire series <laughs> which is like what <laughs> like no other show did like parks and rec did like a little special which was fun i guess some other shows did the same thing except they just they didn't really work they didn't feel right but this show for some reason i, I don't know it <laughs> didn't really well but um yeah it's, it's just super super cool oh let's check it out definitely it's on hulu right no it's on apple oh yeah you're right my bad my bad sorry i'm thinking about hulu because everything's on hulu now <laughs> um well we already talked about boba fett so um uh, no need to get into that but godzilla versus kong this movie was awesome i i liked i liked it a lot yeah it's one of the worst movies there's some seen. there's some complaints that i have and that other people can agree on but overall i mean I mean, you're paying for what you're getting. It's literally in the title. Two Gods monsters versus fighting each other. Two monsters, yeah. Two monsters fighting each other. Um, it was um, obviously there's with, with of course what they did with this or having this whole like universe or whatever. So we're gonna see more monsters in the future. Uh, what they it was actually a really great setup too. I, I actually like what they did in the movie. Um. 
but yeah, for what we got, it was really, really, really good. I mean, I have nothing else to say. I mean, there is one complaint, or the one complaint I have, or, or the one complaint I can like understand is that like uh, the thing with like, mm, nah, it's a spoiler. I should say that like <laughs> there there are times where like Kong didn't win because like he was on land or whatever. Like the whole thing was like Kong on land like Godzilla versus the water or whatever but people seem to forget that Godzilla's versus Godzilla's stronger but there are some times where like you know they were in favor of Godzilla more than Kong but for me like when I was watching the movie I was like kind of like a kind of like a referee like keeping keeping score or like okay Godzilla won this one Kong won this one like oh this one was a tie whatever um but yeah I like the movie a lot it was really good Fair enough. Yeah, those movies aren't really for me. It's just, just big, <laughs> big, Bro. big monsters slamming into each other. Yeah, not, not really. For, but I, I completely get it. I understand why it's entertaining and enjoyable for me, for a lot of people. Maybe that's why I don't like Venom. I don't Bro. know. Anyway, <laughs> the next one, the the next one on my list is Cherry. Cherry. With, with, uh, okay. With uh, Tom. Tom Holland. Uh, a lot Thomas of people Hollander. don't like this movie, and parts parts of me is like, yeah, I can kind of understand that. It's 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 slow at times. Uh, it, it might be a little long, but I thought it was really I thought it was pretty damn good. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's based off a book, which is based off real life, and even even if even if you if you're not a fan of the movie, I think it's still at least worth watching maybe clips because it's easily Tom Holland's best performance in in anything other than Spider-Man. Yeah. Because it, again, it, this, there's this whole stigma around Spider-Man actors that they can't act, which is weird. Andrew Garfield had that thing, had had that and he's he's proved himself now uh you know with Hacksaw Ridge and stuff like that, which is weird that he had to prove himself because he was in because he was in the social network before Spider Man. But it's, it's I don't understand this this Spider Man stigma thing. It's like if you're Spider Man you can't act. Doesn't make any sense. Um but yeah, uh Tom Holland really uh I thought was phenomenal in this movie. Um it it's definitely an exhausting, emotionally exhausting watch. Uh there's a lot of drug abuse in it that's just hard to watch uh and and at first when you start watching it it's it's a little bit jarring because it's it's still tom holland and you're like not used to (laughs) seeing him and as as anything other than spider-man but uh once the movie gets going you start to it starts to settle in and then it's just like tom holland's just playing the character but yeah it's it's he's he's really good in it and people are mad or mad about it because there is a scene where you minor spoilers, I guess. There's a scene where you see the inside of Tom Holland's butthole. Um, <laughs> uh, the, yeah, um, but it lasts like less than two seconds, and it's obviously not literally Tom Holland's butthole. <laughs> it's, you're not. You're not. It's not a close-up shot of Tom Holland's butthole. <laughs> it's like. It's 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 a it's a nothing scene. It really is. And there's but there is one scene with him that did make me uncomfortable. And I was like, this is not necessary. 
<laughs> but it's like it's two things and an, I don't know how that could ruin a, an entire movie and this movie also started this weird hate train for the Rooster Brothers <laughs> and we were like other oh, bad directors <laughs> I don't know but yeah, there's this other scene again minor spoilers um, where Tom Holland is just in a I think he's in a porta potty and he's just jerking off Oh my god! And he's jerking off sort of in silence for like a good thirty seconds, and I'm like, I don't need to see this. You don't like <laughs> you don't like see his thing, but like it's still like I'm not trying to see this. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's uh, no. <laughs> but it's uh, a it's a it's a damn good performance, and people also make fun of it because of the ending because they age him up, and admittedly he does look a little weird, but still, I think it, I think it's still a solid watch, and. Mm. But yeah. Um. Oh uh, well, I had to see it. Um. Well, we're well, we already talked about Free Guy, so I need to talk about that one. Um, I'm gonna talk about Candyman. Bandy Band. So you were talking about um how Ghostbusters is like a really, like, a good sequel done right. I think Candyman is like that too. Um. I mean, like I remember, I was talking to my mom about it. She was like, "Well, what about the second and third one?" Well, actually, she didn't even know that there was a second and third one of the Candyman. I'm like, "Yeah, because of that forgettable." Jeez. <laughs> but so, like, what they did with Candyman, like in this like sequel uh, to the first one, it's a is really good, really good. Nia DaCosta, man. Now, like after seeing this, I'm now more excited for the Marvels movie. Um. And, you know, I think it was, like, yeah, it was directed by Nia DaCosta, and I think it was, like, produced by Jordan Peele. So, Jordan Peele having this, ha- being on this, made it a little bit better. But still, uh, this Candyman sequel was really, really good. Instead, it was, like, kind of, like, the lineage of Candyman in a way. And how they're kind of tying into more of what Candy Candyman means and, like, the kind of, like, the ghetto, whatever. And it was just this, it was like a really, really good movie. Um, I liked how like in the main, the main character, right. You kind of see his like downward spiral of like, you know, him losing the madness. I love movies like that. I love like the main character just like losing his like sanity. Yeah. And um, I just love how, like, I love the kills too. The kills in the movie were like really good and they weren't like, you know, cheesy at all. Um, but yeah, I think the movie, oh yeah, also in the movie, there's like, um, there's like this, uh, like shadow art, you know, there's like shadow, like art, uh, they, they did, it was really well done because like, it's showing like, like kind of like, it's giving you information, but without like showing you like what's going on. And, um, they did that because, you know, it was going to be traumatic for like people of color and shit like that. But like once, if you watch the first one and you watch like this one, it ties everything together too. So I like I like it a lot. I really do. You should give it a watch. Yeah, it's interesting. I would, but I'm a pussy. So um, this- <laughs> oh, no, 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 dude. Okay, look, I'm gonna say this right now. Like, and you know, like I say this about like every horror movie, but it's really not scary. Like you'll you'll actually to laugh. You- no, you'll you'll laugh, bro. You. It's it's funny. It's funny. Crying. You're not gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. It's it's funny. If it makes you feel any better, I was I was holding my face. 
in like one part of the movie. <laughs> wow. Squid? No. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> up. We're not doing this today. <laughs> Just immediate no. <laughs> I was I was I was starting to I was starting to have a good week. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> next one on my list is Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is uh, it's a Netflix film. It's an animated movie from the same people behind Into the Spider Verse. And oh, oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It I've seen that was freaking delightful. Like, like you could easily, you could tell that it's from the Spider Verse people because it just like the animation style was great. Uh, it was super like sporadic and 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 stuff and detailed and and things were like popping up on the screen, sort of comic book ish. Uh, but yeah, this was it was it was just fantastic. Honestly, uh, it, it had this super fun family dynamic. Uh, I think Abby Jackson plays the main character, and she's a fantastic voice actress. Uh, yeah, she, and as and she's the main character, and she's and she's this uh, she's this girl that wants to get into like like film school or whatever because she wants to be a, a filmmaker, and her dad's not necessarily supportive of that. And you know, it's still a kids like family movie, so you can kind of tell where the story's gonna go. Uh, but boy, if it is it executed phenomenally, <laughs> it's, 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 it's super, it was super, super good and, and a huge surprise, uh, because I don't know, because like into the spider verse, I know what I'm getting into. It's Spider-Man. But with this one, even though it's by the, into the spider verse people, as far as the animation go, doesn't mean the script's going to be good, but it was, it was really, really good. And this actually got freaking snubbed at the Oscars. <laughs> Freaking snubbed! Like this is this is it to me. This is easily the best animated movie of the year, and it didn't even get fucking nominated. But is what it is. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I did see it. Yeah, if you're looking for really good. a fun animated family film to watch, this is a, a incredible choice. Oh, all right. By, by the way, I, I have nothing else on my list. I was gonna talk about like like what if or whatever. No, nah, we talked about what if pretty much. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna talk about it. I wasn't talking about Cobra Kai. No, fuck, I'll talk about Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai season four uh, came out actually yeah yesterday. <laughs> came out yesterday and I finished it all. Um, really, really great. Um, honestly, like Cobra Kai is so good, and people were like, I've seen like some comments about like, oh yeah, there's like shitty writing, shitty writing, blah blah blah. Honestly, it's eight. Honestly, I feel like it gets better each season. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, recency bias or whatever, but, like, Cobra Kai is really that good. Um, this season, not no spoilers, of course, um, but it makes you wonder, like, if there's always, like, a... There's always, like... They're, they always flip the script on you. They're always trying to make it to feel, like, who's the bad guy, who's not. Um, some of the, like, people who you consider good guys, they end up becoming really shitty people. Uh but still, there's like really good moments in here, um, where you know they always bring back characters from like the fran- the other movies, in a way to where it's not like they're forced, and they actually have like a purpose in there. The choreography is way better 
uh, this season. Not to say it wasn't bad, but it's, de- it's definitely it definitely improves uh, more. And it just also, like, makes it to where, like, you can tell that everyone's, like, a really good actor. And they all have, like, a really fun time, like, doing karate moves and shit. And kind of, like, what was the movie? Oh, yeah, so, like, you talk about how in Ghostbusters were, like... They they make a death like super respectful. Yeah, they do the same thing to uh, Mr. Miyagi's character. They make it super respectful. Um, it's not like to where it's is it's more like it's more of an honor. That's that's basically what I, how I can explain it. The show's a whole or just of, season four, just as a whole. Mm. But but still like there's only like one part where they like where they mention like well they mention Mr. Miyagi a bunch of times. But like in this in this one where they like they make it to where whenever they mention him, it, like I said, it's very respectful. Um, so yeah, the season four of Cobra Kai is really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I definitely think that if people like karate, like action, they should go watch it. And if they like the fans, if they're fans of the Karate Kid, they should watch it too. The one thing I will complain about in this season is just teen drama shit fucking you love triangles love squares i hate it it's fucking annoying riverdale yeah riverdale's riverdale's garbage <laughs> yeah. i don't know man i just don't like love triangles and shit like, like they just can like i don't think there's ever been like a teen drama show to where they can just make it to where two people love each other and that's it but no they gotta bring some other cuck in here they always gotta bring <laughs> like some other girl in here it's it's annoying. Just make just just have it be two people. That's yeah. it. But then there's it's no just, drama. Not. Where's the drama? The drama is them getting kicked in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> they got tournaments every season. That's the that's the that's the drama right there. Just learning karate. It's dope though. But yeah, that's all I really got. Uh, yeah, the only ones I really have at this point are like semi-honorable mentions like uh, um, Justice Society World War II which is that animated Flash movie uh, with the Justice Society also the ba- uh, Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 and 2 uh, those were great uh, Coming to America that was that was decent a lot of people hated it uh, Rick and Morty Season 5 that that came out I, I, I totally forgot about Rick and Morty to be honest it was pretty good. I liked it more than last season. TBH. But yeah, other than that, yeah, we got the stuff that we've already talked about, like like Shang-Chi, No Way Home, What If Hawkeye. But uh, yeah, that is the best of 2021. Some of our some of our favorites of 2021. So yeah, is that the show? It is the show. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A-V-E. NGE nerds all one you, word. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled upon there. Um, if you want to follow us, uh, either on oh fuck, <laughs> now you got me fucked up. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at Torrentino on Twitter. And where where can they reach you? They can reach me at it's zenith underscore on Twitter or youtube.com slash it's zenith. Sounds good. We have a Discord. You have to join the conversation there. Those will be linked in the show notes. You can check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in app on Apple Podcasts. If you could leave five stars in a review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Avengers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later.